Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk. July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on Weight Watchers. Sometimes it's something we've learned, maybe it's something we struggled with, but the bottom line is there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, when was the last time you caught yourself comparing yourself to someone? You know, most times our comparisons end up with us being not enough. And this week, we're going to inject some self-compassion into the self-comparison. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hi there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I am Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, it is Fabulous to be with you this week. Everybody having a good week? We doing good? Doing great during fabulous drinking out of my Stanley mug. <laughs> oh my goodness. Morning. Oh my gosh. This was a oh. gift. I'm just letting you know. I didn't, I mean, <laughs> not that it's wrong to buy it. I just, um, and apparently Stanley mugs it. are not in anymore. So it's okay. <laughs> I've got my Stanlina mug over here. <laughs> Karen cracks me up because Ricky and I are like, we have our Peloton. She's like, I have my Peloton. Peloton. <laughs> you got your family mugs. I got my this. Bougie, bouge not over here. <laughs> Please. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Except for you have on the shirt with the saying that's really nice. It that's says, right. Once in a while, someone amazing comes along and here I am. <laughs> my coworker oh. got that for me. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Actually... Is this the one they got for me or did I get this one for myself? <laughs> Maybe I got this one for myself to remind everybody I'm at, I'm like fabulous. <laughs> Hold on. That's the me... confidence we all need. Right. <laughs> I got it off of Amazon, y'all. <laughs> um, so last week we were, um, what were we talking about last week? My brain. Uh, we were talking about non-scale victories mm-hmm. and there was this little moment that kind of popped up that we thought, you know what, let's, I want to dive in a little bit deeper on that. And it was about um, comparison. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about comparison before, um, but comparison maybe as it relates to having a little bit of compassion. So um, self-comparison versus some self-compassion and just thinking about, you know, what happens when we dive into self-comparison um, and really like when the compa- like compassion for ourselves kind of flies out the window. So I just wanted to kind of get your 
get some, maybe some conversation going around that. I think it is so, so difficult when you're on any type of weight loss journey or like we've talked about in the culture that we're in to not compare yourself and your journey to others, especially with so many people who are very, very um, vocal about the changes that they have made for themselves Mm -hmm. and how their lives have changed. And if you're not stacking up or if the changes that you feel you've made are not as grandiose, um, that can be difficult. I know it is for me. Uh, I'm that person who doesn't want to go after somebody who has done something really, really big. I remember in our meeting center, if somebody, we at the end, they'll ask you like, who had weight loss this week? And somebody would say, well, I just wanted to report that this week was a really good week. I lost 5.4 pounds and you're really, really excited for them. But you were just about to share that you lost two, you know, and or point two, you know, <laughs> or point two. and it took all the air out of my excitement about it because I was looking at this person who had more weight loss than me that week. Mm-hmm. And somehow it's like my celebration was less. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, still something I struggle with now, I'm really happy for others and happy for their success, but I don't know really how to still be proud of myself for the things that I've done. And Mm -hmm. I see that consistently throughout, not just Weight Watchers, but just in life. Mm. What about you guys? Do you all relate to that at all? Yeah, I I think a lot of times I, it, it, I do fall into the trap of comparing myself, whether it's to people within my own circle or whether it's people online through social media, um, because I think it it can work in a couple of different ways. You know, there can be someone who I look up to who um, maybe is on social media and has lost, like they started at the same weight I am, you know, at my starting weight and they've lost a significant amount of weight and they're keeping it off. But even in that positive way where they may be a positive role model, they are not me in their body, my body. So the things that they do, I think we have to be careful and I have to watch, you know, how I'm influenced, (laughs) you know, are they sponsored by, you know, this brand and am I deciding that maybe that brand is going to work for me because they were at the same starting weight as me and now they've lost, you know, however much pound, however many pounds. So I think the comparison can be real. And even when it seems innocent, there are some ways I have to watch, um, you know, how I'm influenced and, and also how I'm viewing myself. Am I making myself feel bad or am I saying negative things about myself at the expense of saying something positive about someone else? Um, and, and yeah, and, and even comparing myself to prior versions of myself. I, I know last week I was talking about my initial Weight Watchers journey and how it, you know, the weight did come off pretty quickly, but I was a teenager and I was very active. I was walking around all the time. I was in a school building where there were steps, right? I work in a school now, there are no steps and I may get a lot of steps, but I'm not walking up and down the steps. I'm not taking Metro um, to get home. I like things are, I can't compare this version of myself even to a previous version of myself. Yeah. Ricky, I'm, I so felt that at that moment because like a lot of things have been popping up in my newsfeed um, from like 2016, 2017, when I was, at for sure my lowest WW weight. And what I have to keep reminding myself when I see those pictures, and I'm like, man, I see this one, like, man, I really like the way I look in this picture. 
let me go to my weight record. And I sit there yeah. and I go, scroll, 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 mm-hmm. scroll, scroll, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Here we go, 2016. And I'm like, what the heck? That's 25 pounds lighter than where I am now. I'll never get back to that, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, first off, never say never, ma'am. So check yourself right there because you're wrecking yourself. Don't speak those words. But then second of all, like you need to remember to context of what was happening then. And that so the thing is, is, that time for me, my thyroid was out of whack. And I was at the start of me moving into hyper thyroid and that unleashed um, anxiety and panic attacks. It unleashed heart palpitations. It unleashed major, major depression. And it took them so long to figure out that I moved to hyper. And the beautiful thing about the hyper, everything else that was terrible it actually sped up my metabolism, which meant I lost weight. That's how I got there. I mean, I know I was still working the plan, but it got me there. So I, I always have to have context of like what was happening in my world back then. But even then, 2016 was was was, was seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, seven years ago. Come on now, come on now. But see, what I'm hearing us say, even in how we're sharing now, is kind of the the self compassion piece. Like we're you're automatically doing it. It's like wait a second. Yes, this is this, you know, I'm not where I was here or this, but let me look at this from an actual lens. So I think that that's growth that you're even able to do it so quickly because that's a skill that I know took me some time to develop because I could really be in the self-loathing for Mm -hmm. the majority of how I viewed my journey. Like, how could I not, how could I have gained that weight? How could this have happened? Like, I can't believe it. Well, I didn't do it as well as that person did. Oh, well, I thought I lost, I thought two pounds was something, but it's not five. I mean, that doesn't feel good, but it came so naturally because that's what I was doing. And that's what I was used to saying. That was my internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I'm very interested because I know that there's some members and people who are still stuck in that. Like, what do you all feel helped you make that transition to kind of the way that you all were expressing today when you were talking about the things that really could have been negative or you could have stayed in a negative space in terms of how you viewed it and talked to yourself more compassionately? Was it just time? Well, I think for me, it's a little bit of time. Um, some awareness and even kind of back to what we talked about last week, starting to see those non-sale victories, you know, when you start, cause it's forcing you to look through a different lens. And when you start looking through one thing through a different lens, I think that kind of opens the door to start seeing other things through a different, through a different lens. Um, and also I just, I don't want to live mad at myself. I don't want to live disappointed in myself anymore. I'm kind of, I've done that. I've done that for a while. You're over it. <laughs> right. And like, so my boss always has this really, this great thing. He's like, how's that working for you? I'm like, how's that working for me? Actually, mm-hmm. it's not really working for me. It's not leaving me feeling better. It's not, it's not adding anything into my life. And, you know, Candace, like we've talked about before, they're not what, what I would call life-giving thoughts. So how about if I just, you know, just swap the thought? Yeah. A little mm-hmm. bit. And it's not trying to, it's not, you know, a toxic positivity thing mm-hmm. or, um, you know, cause I think sometimes it can land on the side. You've got to be careful that you're not giving yourself an excuse. Sure. Right. But let's just be honest in a moment of here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. dealing honestly with it. I keep talking. I'm plugging in my computer cause I realize it's about to die. I don't know yeah. why I didn't notice it until now. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I agree with everything that Aaron said. And I, I think it is a learning process and, and an unlearning process. Yeah. And, you know, like you're kind of saying, Aaron, like those things haven't served me in the past. And the biggest reason why I think I gained the weight back was because I didn't appreciate myself where I was and I didn't see myself. I think there was some body dysmorphia going on. Like I lost like 50 pounds and I still felt heavy. I still on a BMI chart was obese. Um, But I was, I mean, you could snap my collarbone (laughs) if you looked at it, my cheeks were gone. I carried a lot of weight in my hips, but I was strong. And that, I think all of those things put together made me feel like, you know, because my thighs were bigger, because I was still considered obese on a BMI chart, my doctor, every time I went there, wouldn't acknowledge that I lost weight and still just saw the the number on my, on the scale and said, okay, you need to lose some more weight. All of those things combined, I think made me not appreciate where I was and not see myself for who I was. Um, And I look back at pictures of that time and have that like, oh my gosh, I wish I could be like that now, but I, I'd have to stop that thought and say, okay, we're going to move forward and we're going to lose weight at how 37-year-old Ricky can lose weight, not how 17-year-old Ricky can lose weight. And we're going to appreciate where we are now and where we are at each point until we get to our goal weight. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. And, you know, it makes me think of the Marion Williamson quote that I'm going to butcher so badly, but there's a part in there where um, she says, when you, uh, when you're willing, I'm going to paraphrase it to say, when you're willing to share the things about yourself, there's somebody else who you're giving light to, to be able to find the, 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 the beauty in their own journey. Because if you only have the people who are so loud about the big things, right. Mm-hmm. Um for those who may not have the voice or that's, that's not who they are. Uh, I think that you being able to, to celebrate those things helps other people. And that's something that's always been important to me is to say, okay, I'll be the one to celebrate the one pound. I'll be the one to celebrate like mm-hmm. that. I ate the fruit to this week. And even though the scale was up, I'm really proud of myself for my endurance because mm-hmm. I think other people need to see that those are things that you can be proud of mm-hmm. and that you can love yourself for. And it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing that's bigger or better. If they're a hundred pounds less than you, if they are, you know, a track star and they've done this, that you and your value is not in the comparison. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. in you seeing the difference in how you have been, um, and, and, and again, like I said, in the social media obsessed world that we're in and in, in the culture, it's it's not something that is easily done, especially when you don't have enough voices, I think, out there mm-hmm. um, because we internalize a lot 
and will smile. I know I'll smile and say that I'm not, but I I'm looking and I am still comparing. Mm-hmm. I'm wor- I'm getting better at it, mm-hmm. but I have to ask myself and challenge myself daily as to why do I have that reaction to when somebody shares something? Why is it making me want to minimize mm-hmm. the things that I do? Because yeah. I think when we look at big picture, I, we haven't mentioned our our guy side fitness in a while. Yeah. And I think about him saying, you know, one pound a week, how much is that, you know, in a year? And it's like 52 weeks in a year, 52 pounds. I don't know about you, but I would take that 52 (laughs) pounds. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I know we're not comparing, but just for the sake of this argument, like, let's say we're going with the person who shares in the meeting room that they lost five pounds. That's great. But maybe they um, are on a journey where they lose five pounds in one week and then they don't lose for another five weeks and then they gain 10 pounds and then they're down, you know, and and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that, you know, but what I'm saying is that person who loses one pound a week and maybe doesn't want to share, they've lost 52 pounds (laughs) in the end of the year versus maybe someone who's more on a yo-yo looking type journey and in the end of a year, it's up and down, up, down. Maybe they've lost 10 or maybe they're up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So those short-term data points aren't really what we should be focusing on. It really is the long-term consistency. Um, yeah. 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 Do you guys, um, I was just thinking about in terms of like maybe how does other people's advice or thoughts affect you in in comparison? Have you ever been like being good on a space in your journey and maybe even someone says something nice to you and all of a sudden it it throws you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you start thinking about, oh gosh, did they think that I was this before? And then you start comparing yourself in all the different ways. Yeah. It's the, you look so much better or, you know, and, 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 yeah. and, and well, what did I look like before? Or, hey, I mean, you're really doing this. And <laughs> you may be proud of yourself. Like, yes, I put on some makeup today. Like, thank you. Um, however, what are you trying to say? One of my coworkers who I love her and very few people could get away with doing this, but this one can do it because I know it doesn't come with a malicious bone in her mm-hmm. body, but she'll look at me and she goes, why are you not wearing makeup today? <laughs> Culturally for her, she's like, you would look so much better with a little bit more makeup. I never leave the house without makeup. Yeah. And on most people, you'd be like them fighting words, but it's her. And I'm like, oh, mean, yeah. mean. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but to your point, what if it weren't her? Right. You know? If it wasn't her, I would be like, let you and I are going to have a conversation. First about of all, you don't know say. anything about my makeup. You don't know what my face is. You know, <laughs> but it should be that it's like, oh, that's interesting. You know, it's a very interesting thought. Um, right. You know, thank you for sharing, not, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I am impacted still. I have not mastered that. Um, I am impacted no. by the words of others as much as I don't want to be because I think that it's that comes with right? years of external mm-hmm. validation. Um, but I, I, I think that it still has to go back to, I have not, I need to master how to make my internal voice louder. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so checking in with myself first, because maybe what if I woke up and I looked and I said, I like how I look today. I'm really, really proud of this. Like, this is something that I, mm-hmm. I'm wearing my favorite top and I'm going to go in and somebody's like, Oh, I mean, you usually wear really nice clothes. Where'd you get that top from? And it's like, no, I like this. Mm-hmm. This is this is the top that I picked, and I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 
I have to sit with the fact that somebody else doesn't. Um, but I do think it's about the 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 the, the wavelengths, kind of like a radio. Like what what mm. what wavelength is louder? Yes. Um, and how do you increase that? And is mm. that you know yeah. just practice? Yeah. I wish I could have practiced that and strengthened that muscle younger because. Yeah. There are words that I remember being said to me, both negative and positive about my body that um, I think have had a lasting impact. And I've shared this before, but I think even some of the positive attention that I got when I first lost weight, I wasn't prepared for. And I I'd say this again, there was this amazing article that that WW wrote, like probably like seven, eight years ago at this point, but it was about how to kind of train yourself for the things that might be different when you lose weight. And some of them were simple things like you might be cold more often. You don't have as much, you know, keeping you warm. And the the biggest thing that I took away from that was the attention piece. And I was, it was a light bulb moment for me that I did not like the attention that I got. Um, and I, I withered into myself. <laughs> and I think that's when I started to let myself um, gain the weight and it's been a protector to me ever since. Mm -hmm. Um, and health wise, obviously not, but socially and emotionally, it's been a barrier. And I think that I've had to learn and I'm in the process of learning that when I lose this weight, it's going to be okay. If I do get that attention Mm -hmm. and if I don't, it's okay too. But like you said, Candace, I can't be motivated by the words of others. I can't, you know, whether I, I look, go out and think I look fabulous and nobody says anything, or if I go out and I think I look fabulous and everybody does, I, I, that shouldn't make me <laughs> like my head get bigger. It shouldn't make me recoil. Yeah. It should just be feedback. Yeah. And you know, the experiences that you went through then right now you're on the other side. And so you knew how you reacted then you knew how it felt then and you're a different person now. And so you can choose even now knowing how that felt, how would I have reacted now as this person? Mm -hmm. What would I have done differently? Because now if you think about that, then now you're prepared to be able to react Mm -hmm. that way now for, for when that comes Mm -hmm. along. I think those are, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like role play. Mm -hmm. But I think about we're, you know, we're getting ready to go into, Uh, For a lot of people, you know, we're coming towards the end of school now, and which means folks are getting ready to light out onto vacation. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are people who are already mentally planning how to get around the vacation photos at the beach, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of people take or wearing a bathing suit at the pool, wearing the bathing suit at the beach, Mm -hmm. uh, hiding behind people cover-ups that completely cover you up and already starting to do this self-comparison thing. And you haven't even set foot in the store, just even setting the foot in to go look at bathing suits already starts to trigger big time for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that's something that we had talked about. I think I had shared a couple years ago with, you know, I was really looking at bathing suits and I had a younger son at that time, even younger than now. Um, but I was <laughs> wanting to hide from thick, from photos and things because I was comparing myself to other women, to other mothers and other people who snap back 
uh, from pregnancy and from having babies and they looked amazing. I think that our mind, you know, part of that compassion piece for me that I've had to recently deal with, and that's going into what you're talking about, Aaron, this summer is I just finished up a cancer journey, you know, and I'm on the other side of it. Thank God. And, but there's side effects and things that my body is different and it holds weight differently and it holds weight in places. I don't like that. It's holding weight. Um, but I'm still so proud. I have scars now that I didn't have before. I have discolored discoloration with skin and things that people may or may not ask about. Um, but the compassionate pieces, look at what I went through and the okay. fact and, and the things that I had to overcome. There can be proudness in the fact that I got here and that the scars tell a story, you know, mm-hmm. and that there's strength in those things. And that, yes, I may have chemo belly and I'm certainly not looking like the Baywatch, you know, person, <laughs> never, not that I ever really did, um, but I certainly am not now, but there's still some beauty in that and that but nobody else can see it if I'm already starting from a place of yeah. not seeing it. Because I think that people pick up on your energy. You've seen someone who's confident, regardless of what their body looks like. And it's just a difference in how they present. They could be the exact same weight as you, but confident versus hiding. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an aura about it. You know, mm-hmm. there's a way that you present and that self-compassion does show when you're able to say, yes, this is where I am and this is what it is. Can I just say like, I, one of the things I love about this Gen Z and Gen A that's growing up now mm-hmm. is they are all about that body acceptance part of like, it doesn't matter what size you are. You're going to, you're rolling out to the beach. We're all having fun at the beach together and uh, hyping each other up at how you, how you look. I mean, we grew up in an era where I was just watching like one of the Instagram channels has a bunch of stuff from the eighties and um, they were playing a clip from a TV show. And it was like just brutal where they were making fun of an obese woman and calling her fat and, mm-hmm. And that, that was the butt of the joke. And it's like, my gosh, that like just took me back mm-hmm. to, I remember that. And I remember where that was just so accepted. And now today people are horrified by this, but like, I mean, we do come at this from an, depending on how old you are in this weight journey, right? Like there's a part of it where you do come at it from an honest place because that's what was acceptable on TV. That's how people our age were trained mm-hmm. um, through examples on TV to talk to people who were remotely over the accepted, you know, BMI or whatever. Now we've just, you know, some different understandings about things. Yeah. So um, yeah, gosh, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, but I also was wondering, what do we do to, what are some of the ways that you all have found to kind of help get you out of that space? Like you said, because we are coming into the place of that acceptance. Like for me, you know, wearing different colors, you know, kind of can, I've been the one who likes the the darker, <laughs> you know, darker tones and things. And I like to kind of hide in the corner and, but challenging yourself, finding ways to challenge yourself. Uh compassionately, you Mm -hmm. know, is something that I was just wondering, have you all found any tips or tricks that have helped you when you've addressed that in the past? Uh, Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I've been yakking. Well, I don't know if this is answering your question, but I'm thinking about like just the body body positivity things. And while I am at this weight where I am plus size, 
there are so many things now that are available to people who are plus size where you can, you know, buy a dress that doesn't look like a muumuu. Um, oddly enough, one of my favorite brands is Show Me Your Muumuu. And it's actually like really cute clothes that like when I first got into the brand, they didn't really have a lot of plus size clothing. It was like extra small to large. And now they have. And it's called Show Me Your Muumuu when they had extra small. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where the name came from, but they it's not cheap clothing, but they now have um, like 1X, 2X, 3X clothing and um, really beautiful things to choose from. Another thing that I found out about this very weekend was um, something called Newly. Have you guys heard of this? So mm-hmm. it is basically like Rent the Runway. Um and for anyone who hasn't done Rent the Runway, it's where you can, and oh my gosh, I'm missing my Weight Watchers rewards where I could got free Rent the Runway. I think it was twice through, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it, of um, my W, my, what was it called? The, the Wellness um, Wins. Wellness Wins. wins. Yeah. Um, I, I got Rent the Runway and basically they would send you um, this giant garment bag with, I think it was maybe five items. And you could wear them for the month. It was a certain fixed amount. I got them for free because of wellness wins for that month. But you could try them on. You could wear them. My experience wasn't amazing with the plus size things that I had. But they also had accessories that I loved. And I, I loved the idea that some of the clothes didn't fit too well. But Anthropology Newly is something that has Anthropology clothes, if you're familiar with that brand. And um, a few other brands like Free People. Um, some really beautiful, like semi-designer brands that, you know, the dresses might cost upwards of like, um, two, $300 and you have this monthly fee you pay and you can get these dresses. I think it's six, um, a month and they have jeans, jackets, things, accessories, things like that. Um, but they have plus sizes. <laughs> and my point in saying all this is that there's so many ways to, style a plus size body now where you, you know, even if you are in the process of losing weight and um, between sizes, you don't have to commit to buying a wardrobe. You can invest in something like that where you have, you know, a couple sizes sent to you and you can have a dress to wear to a wedding or a nice outfit to wear to work. So I think there's a lot of ways to appreciate um, your body wherever you are. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Like, so what I hear in that Ricky too, is, you know, getting yourself something new, getting something mm-hmm. that makes you feel pretty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes getting a new piece of clothing gives you a little bit of confidence or getting mm-hmm. a new piece of jewelry just helps spark things. And I feel that like for me, Candace, a little bit to like what you were saying about the color. Like I realized all of my wardrobe this winter was all dark gray, gray, black. And I realized it was really a reflection of how I was feeling about myself. Like I haven't felt good about myself this winter at all. Mm -hmm. And my wardrobe was reflecting it. And I was like, I need to step back on this. And I need to ask myself why I don't feel good about myself right now. And why is it when I don't feel good about myself, I go to those colors was because I want to hide. And so I need to just even mentally trick myself. So even me in a, you know, I'm in a purple shirt, right now. Um, we're in yeah. springtime. I'm like, okay, let me go. Let me get some shirts that have, um, some flowers on it and some bright 
flowers and like a pop of color. And when I start wearing things that have pops of color, like I, I feel my soul starts to have a pop of color Yeah, with it too. Do you feel that same way? Yeah. And I think that part of what I think all of you all are saying that I'm, I'm taking and reminding myself internally is that you don't have to wait until you have lost a certain amount of weight right. to buy the new outfit. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to buy an outfit at this, at this size. Mm-hmm. I want to buy it when I, no, I can buy it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the pillows, my joke is always the pillows aren't really hiding anything. So when I'm sitting down with someone, <laughs> you look the same behind the pillow as you do in front of it. So if you think the pillows, because there's a way that you kind of are when you don't feel confident or you're, you are not giving yourself that same compassion, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 the way that you hold your arms, the way that you sit way that you mm-hmm. do things. So I want to remind myself that now, right now, I could buy the pink top or the yellow top if I wanted to, or the dress mm-hmm. that may accentuate different things, um, mm-hmm. but tastefully, but that can do it in a way that makes me feel good mm-hmm. and and know that it's right now because this is all we have. So, you know, getting past that whole, I'm going to buy the outfit later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some really great options too. If you don't want to do something like newly or rent the runway, you can do um, like consignment shops or places where things are maybe mm-hmm. gently used and they're discounted. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I found an address that I wore um, for Easter that was from Target. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may have been a new item, but I think it was like $20, $25. And, you know, I feel like I, I don't have the same level of guilt as I would have for splurging on like a, a three digit <laughs> dress um, that maybe fits me or will fit me in a year. I put that in quotes because I've bought those dresses before famous, too. <laughs> famous last words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I love, I mean, I love this, this piece. Cause here's the thing. When we dive into comparison, there is no room for self-compassion. Exactly. Even the start of comparison immediately sucks the life out of self-compassion And so, I mean, our hope for you and for each of us is like the minute that that self-comparison starts, like we pull the brake on that and start treating ourselves with some compassion and reminding ourselves either of our why. And also a little bit to back to, we talked to you like what, two episodes ago about um, other people's thoughts and other people kind of weighing in or us looking to other people for validation for things to be able to say, Hey, I'm good as I am right now. I feel beautiful as I am right now. Am I at my goal? No, I'm not at my goal, but I'm working my way to my goal. And I've had a really successful day or I've made this choice, right? Starting with that space of, um, of self-compassion makes such a difference. And it actually helps you get closer to your goal, your mental goals and physical goals, because you're not working against yourself with that comparison and with negativity. I think we've all, we've all seen it. We've all experienced it. And Ricky, I think you gave some really good examples for yourself of how dipping farther into that comparison starts to hold you, hold you back and, and hold you up. And, um, you know, we've all seen experience are now on a different point, but that doesn't mean that doesn't still pop up. Like I was saying, like, I looked at stuff from, I was like, oh, when am I ever going to look like that again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not ma'am because you're seven years older and it's going to be different this time. 
That was so said compassionately okay. to yourself. I hear, right. I, I hear the compassion in that right. statement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, we wish you guys a good week. Um, we'd love to catch up with you in the Real WW Talk Facebook group, YouTube, Instagram, the podcast. We are everywhere. Um, you can also send us. <laughs> oh, there she is. Candace froze a little second right there. Um, you can also send us. Uh, an email, realwwtalk at gmail.com if you wanted to shoot us over a little note. Uh, we'd love to we'd love to hear from you. Okay. Um, that's it. Have a great week. Anybody else want to add anything? No, no. It's just always a great time talking and I wish you all tons of self-compassion this week. Have a great week. We love it. Bye.